Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you, Diamond Airport parking, fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport parking with the best rewards program in Utah. Only airport valet service in Utah. Park ride and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Diamond Airport parking. Uh, Real quick, we're taking what's the most memorable thing that's happened to you at a specific venue. This one coming in from uh, Dunova Mitch. Uh, and, and this is great because I was there for this one, too. He says, I can't remember what year it was, uh, but I was at the Utah versus Wyoming, uh, and Utah was putting it on the Cowboys, and Joe Glenn went full <laughs> middle finger to Kyle Whittingham. I was, at, I was on the sideline for yeah, that game, I, I, and I, it was because Witt kicked an onside kick to yeah. open up the second half, even though I think he was up by... God, I'd have to go back and look at it. He was up by like 30 points. I mean, they were it's just... more than that, I think. Was it more than yeah. that? And I didn't think it was to open the half, was it? it the onside kick was to open the second half. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, he... Uh, and Joe he did, did not appreciate he it. gave him the, uh, the salute. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really good one. So let us know your most memorable uh, moments at what venues. And it can be big moments, uh, you know, on the field or whatever. We had somebody uh, mentioned a fourth and 18 and they were at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But it could be for whatever reason. You know, maybe something personally happened to you in the stands or maybe you were right next to a big moment, whatever. Whatever happened to the woman who disrobed or took her top off in the north end zone? The, uh, that was, we talked about that for a long time. That was something you don't see every day. You certainly don't. That was Utah TCU, like 2010? Does that sound right? I thought it was longer ago than that. And they didn't cover her up when they dragged her out of the stadium? Remember that part? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just escorted her out. All right. But they propped her, her up and, and made sure everybody got to see. <laughs> Couldn't have grabbed a blanket or something. And, oh, yeah. man. But anyway. That was... Uh, that was uh, I wonder what she thinks about that, if she does think about that My anymore. guess is, considering that that video went onto the internet, my guess is regret. <laughs> regret. Uh, that or pride. All right. It is the Sprint. Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine shipping. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, former Ute quarterback, of course, former Ute color analyst on the broadcast, and our Ute insider here on The Zone, our good friend Frank Dolce. Frank, uh, participate with us. Uh, what is your most memorable moment from a venue around here? Now, you had a lot of them, obviously, to choose from at Rice-Eccles. But take this where you want to go. What's number one, the most memorable thing to happen at Rice-Eccles for you? Hmm. Well, that, that's a good question. I've certainly uh, had a chance to see a lot at Rice-Eccles and previously the Robert L. Rice Stadium at the university. Uh, I think I might, well, I, and this is probably going to be, can I go with two? Mm-hmm. I probably have way more than that, but there's a couple and I can incorporate two different stadiums. So one would be, uh, a Utah versus BYU football game at Rice stadium and a tremendous hit by Kautai Olivao. I remember that. Uh, I believe it was Ronnie Jenkins who was a running back for, mm-hmm. for BYU and kind of 
kind of turn. He fumbled, forced a fumble, and and I think Utah figured out how to win how to win that game. And I'll, that that play, that particular play, is unforgettable. And then this the second one is uh, you know, when I was when I was uh, a student at the University of Utah. Mike McCoy and I went down to watch BYU play San Diego State. San Diego State had a young running back named Marshall Falk. Hmm. And and Mike McCoy and I bought tickets and sat in the very last row of the stadium at BYU, which wasn't Lavelle Edwards Stadium then. And uh, And we watched Marshall Falk put on an unbelievable performance in in that game and and it's just it may be still live that may be the single most incredible performance i've ever seen anyone give was marshall falk and his uh, when he was playing running back for san diego state pretty good frank not bad you're good at this exercise you've seen a lot over the years you've seen a lot of those incredible events and and uh, I'm sure I have a ton of great memories. You know, the, pro- the problem with that, though, for, for those of us who have seen so many games there, and in your ex- experience, you know, actually being on the field and whatnot, uh, it, it, other things stand out. Like you mentioned the old Rice Stadium. I remember the final game there, and then people started, even workers started tearing the stadium apart. Do you remember that? And, 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 oh, yeah. And folks were surfing down the seats on top of some of the torn out, uh, uh, you know, benches and whatnot. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was nuts. People were pulling chairs out of the stadium. I think people brought tools to the stadium and started <laughs> removing items uh, and walking, carrying them out. And it even happened in the press box, in the old press box, that people were, were taking telephones and coat hangers and whatever they could signage, whatever they could get their hands on and, and removing it from the stadium. Yeah, when it was going to be <laughs> the last game when it was going to be closed down. So, yeah. Can you, imagine, can you imagine these days people being allowed to bring crowbars into the stadium with them for a game? Sounds like a Raiders <laughs> game. <or something. laughs> okay. I was going to say, that still happens in Oakland, I think. And, <laughs> I've, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be allowed in Las Vegas when that arena opens, when that stadium opens. Frank, what was more impressive to you, what the defense of Utah did to Oregon State, uh, their offense, or what the offense did to the Beaver defense? Oregon State didn't bring didn't bring much of a of a rushing defense to that game, so I think we expected Utah to be able to run the ball effectively. And so I think the bigger matchup or the the more interesting matchup going into that game was uh, an Oregon State offense that showed the ability to score some points and and run the ball fairly effectively and throw the ball a little bit around the field and um, and and then those things just none of that materialized. I mean, U- Utah. So I think the most impressive thing was the way Utah managed Oregon State's offense and held a, a rushing attack to 2.2 yards per carry and. 60-ish yards and seven points in scrap time at the end of the game. And it was as, you know, that was a pretty 
pretty dominating performance on the defensive side, as dominating as we've seen this year anyway. Frank, what do you expect to see against Arizona State? Because Jake brought up uh, brought this up earlier in the show that Arizona State's 11th in the country in stopping the run. Isn't that what you said? Under averaging like 91 yeah. yards, something like that. So do you think the Utes will be able to uh, you know, have their strength uh, take over uh, ASU strength? Utah is, I mean, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a football team that's based in the run. And so Utah's still going to have to be able to run the ball effectively. And, and I, I think you have to look at that number a little bit and, and say, well, maybe, you know, maybe Arizona State, they've been good against the run, nothing against them. And then they face, again, they face a team like Washington State that isn't at all committed to the run. So that, that helps you a little bit statistically just like you would anybody who's playing Washington State against and trying to manage the running game. So, uh, I don't know. Numbers numbers are, are kind of a funny thing that way. Statistics are kind of a funny thing. I think Utah's going to be able to run the ball. I cer- certainly think that Arizona State's going to try and stop the run. But Utah has something, in, in, you know, a little bit different this year in, in, you know, a passing game that's been highly efficient. And and so maybe Utah will bring a little bit more of a balanced attack. I mean, I can remember in the not-so-distant past, I'm talking like the last couple of years, when Utah was was forced to run the ball, ineffective in the passing game, and and teams could line up, you know, eight or nine people in the box to try and stop the run. And Zach Moss faced those kind of defensive fronts and still had some success. I don't think Arizona State's going to be able to do that this year, and if they do, then I have faith in Tyler Huntley and, and the passing game and what they've been able to accomplish there. So, but but the, the long and short of it is Utah's still going to, still going to try to establish the running game, and it's the right thing to do. You're, you, you want to control the football game. You want to control the line of scrimmage. You want to limit the opportunities for Arizona State offensively, and that, that occurs by having a, an established running game. Frank, are you surprised at how well Herm Edwards has done at Arizona State? It seems like he's doing a heck of a job. I, I didn't give him much of a chance the way they set that whole thing up. I thought, you know, okay, so he's going to be the CEO, and is he going to be involved in coaching or not involved in coaching, or what's he going to do, and and how's that going to work out? It seemed like kind of an – and I didn't know if he was that interested in doing it. I mean – and, and, and his first couple press conferences were interesting, so it just didn't feel like... I thought that Arizona State was going to be a disaster. I thought that Arizona in Sumlin hired the right guy, and that program was going to take off, and Arizona State was going to be into this two-year experiment and figure out that was a disaster. Well, it, it's kind of gone... Not exactly the opposite way, but it's kind of gone the opposite way. And Herm Edwards has been fantastic in the way that he's managed that program and brought talent and surrounded himself with really good, with really good people and infused a culture at Arizona State. So, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I was very skeptical at the beginning, and now I'm a huge fan of what Herm Edwards has done there. Frank, who's Utah's defensive MVP so far? It's hard to go outside of one of the guys at the defensive line, but I, I, and, and I still like 
I still like Francis Bernard. But Devin Lloyd is all, all of a sudden, he's been super productive. And that was a guy that was a big question mark coming into the, coming into the season. So I, I would have to think that the, that the MVP is, is in one of those two groups, either up front like a, like a Lecky Fotu who seems to dominate opponents and gets a lot of attention from, the, from, from offensive linemen and he still figures out a way to be productive, um, or, or the linebackers, the linebackers who benefit from a really good, really good defensive front. Um, so, but I, I don't know. I think I'm still going to stick with that that linebacker group, and I'm still I'm still going to stick to my guns and say that right now, um, Francis Bernard has added something to that defense, and especially in the position group that lost a lot. He's filled in and more than filled in, and he's been really, really playing at a really high level, and he's been. I mean, if I if, if I look across that defense and say if one guy goes down. Is that how does that most affect the defense? It seems to me like if Francis Bernard goes down, then the defense is most affected by his loss. Frank Dolce with us, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Frank, after the Oregon State game, Kyle Whittingham gave the game ball to the entire receiving core. Evaluate them thus far this season. It seems like they've gotten a lot better. Yeah, I think those guys have been good. Uh, we've seen. Utah receivers run uh, run around the field open, kind of wide open at times, and that has always been a little bit of a challenge for Utah. We we've heard time and time again in the past about receivers not getting separation, and uh, it feels like that group is starting starting to do that. And that's that's a group that doesn't doesn't necessarily have a standout or a guy that's really been targeted as a standout. I would put Brian Thompson in that category as, as kind of the guy, if you had to have a standout receiver, he's the one that seems like he has mo- the most tools, the athleticism and, and the football IQ and the talent and all of those things. But, but uh, he, he, as a group, if you look across those guys, what, it's like five or six, maybe seven guys at the top that all have about the same number of catches, all about similar productivity, and and you know that's that's uh, that's credit to those guys, obviously, in their execution. But offensive game plan been really good. And then you know you can when you have five or six guys that you have to cover, you know it's really difficult to cover one guy. So you have a you have the benefit of a really good running game a quarterback that's playing at an unbelievably high level right now and a receiving core that that a defense can't really target one or two guys there's five or six or seven guys that you have to you have to look for Frank Austin wants to know if the Red Baron just flew overhead Yeah, I think that might have, Did you hear that? <laughs> that was We did. That was unbelievable that I it was like this this prop prop plane, this two-wing prop plane, I looked out of my window to see what was happening. And I think I just got, I may have gotten crop dusted just now. I think he's coming back. You might hear it again. What are you doing? Are you farming, Frank? Is it the harvest? I I don't know what's going on. Maybe they know that we're on the air and they just keep buzzing the tower here as we're, as I'm sitting here. I went out into my vehicle because I thought this would be a 
a more quiet area to, to take the phone call, but apparently not. Okay, so not that there's a lot to choose from on this, Frank, but when you observe Utah football, right? what's the biggest weakness? What's the greatest efficiency on this team? Well, that's a good question. I think defensive line is solid, obviously. Linebackers, really good. I would say there's probably two areas where I would say there's um, – Maybe nitpicky, but if I'm saying there's two areas where you might have some concern, then I would say that the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line is um, an area that's been good and has it has been improving. But if there's one liability on the offensive side, then then I think you'd have to look at that that position group, offensive line. Um, and, and by the way, they're, they've been playing pretty well, so that's hard to, it's hard to say that. And then I think the other deficiency for Utah is depth at the linebacker position. So when I say like Francis Bernard or Devin Lloyd goes down, um, there's not a lot sitting on the bench to fill in for those guys. And so going throughout the rest of the season, there's still a lot of football left to play. To me, it's pretty important that those guys stay – stay healthy and Utah figures out how to bring along a third and a fourth guy in that mix so if something does happen then then there is some game experience because those guys have been playing at a high level but we don't know much about the guys behind them Frank thank you very much as always look forward to your coverage throughout the week absolutely it's always great to talk to you guys really appreciate it you too Frank Frank Dolce with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Came up with a couple of good memories. Yes, you did. He And he's, well, obviously, he's seen a lot. Yes. <laughs> he's seen a lot. In when that. did Frank play? What years? It was early 90s. It was like 1990, something like oh, that. We so can, it's, it's we can Google that. Yeah. So he's... He's got a whole lot to choose from. He, like did, he does have a lot to choose from. We, we've got a lot of great response on this. We'll go through a, a few that we've gotten. Uh, I've got a couple of more, Gordon. I know you do, too, so we can get to those. What, uh, what, uh, what kind of uh, plane did Snoopy uh, fly? What, or what, wasn't there a Swarthmore camel? What was the thing called? I'm trying to picture the... I don't know. I, I was impressed I knew Red Baron, so I don't know. Sopwith Camel? Sopwith? Sop Sop Is that what it was? Sop I'm picturing camel? the Flying Aces ride at Lagoon right now. Uh, uh, Sopwith Camel? Something uh, something along... Sure sounded like it, didn't it? Do you remember the Red Baron's name? Uh, Red, comma, Baron. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, oh, that's a great question. Woodstock. What was it? Baron von Richthofen. Okay. And you remember how many uh, confirmed kills he had? How many? 80. And 80. I basically remember this because of that Snoopy song by the Royal Guardsman, Snoopy vs. the Red Baron. Have you ever heard <laughs> yeah, that song? Yeah, I have. Yeah. 80 men tried. 80 men died. How'd they get him? They finally got him. I think there is actually- Was the night before Christmas in the First World War. That one? Or a different <laughs> no, one? No, <laughs> no. The bloody think... Red Baron was flying once more. I think there's actually some controversy over who finally got him, because I think there were multiple claims to it. All right. That's not it? What he was singing? No, that's not oh, it. Oh, there's a Christmas Snoopy Red Baron song, so. Anyway. All right, we'll get well, to you. Maybe we'll have that coming back. Not to bring up anything ridiculous. 
We'll get to uh, your some of your favorite memories. We'll also talk some jazz basketball I, coming up. It wasn't our fault that Frank was being it was doing the broadcast from a, a practice range somewhere. I mean, what was it? What's that island that's off of Maui that uh, the the U.S. was using as a as a, to practice its bombing and its invasions of it? Uh, this is going to make Austin angry, but yeah, I know what you're talking about because I've Something actually been there. They still you've been to that island? Yeah, they we did because they say not even the, they have to be careful because there's live ammo land. We were out. Uh, we like drove around it on like a scuba thing or not scuba. I'm sorry, uh, snorkeling. See, Austin's never been. Uh, I know. That's why I said that. All right. Joining us now in studio, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Speaking of bombing out. Maybe, uh, (laughs) Andrew, maybe some people out there are like Gordon and used to take uh, romantic trips to Hawaii (laughs) and want to get back to the point where they can take those romantic trips again. Right, (laughs) right. Well, uh, Wasatch Medical has this new breakthrough treatment we've been talking about, um, acoustic wave therapy. Basically, it's an FDA-cleared device that opens up the blood vessels. That's the really short version. It will restore function in the bedroom. Typically, a few short treatments um, increases blood flow in the target area. So that's what ED is, a lack of blood flow. And it doesn't hurt, does it? No. Guys do um, four to six treatments typically, 10 minutes a piece. I would say minor discomfort nothing uh, major and that's it that's it four to six treatments four to boom six you're treatment. done you're ready to go and yep. you're uh, 18 again yeah i would say more 30 again <laughs> <laughs> but a, but a big difference in in compared to the side effects from the medication or heaven forbid yeah. the surgeries or the or the yeah. shots or some of the other stuff that's out there this is yeah just... definitely um guys taking the pill the headaches and all that stuff and then they have to take more and more so if you're taking the pill and it's working keep using it i guess but the day will come when it, i've never yeah. met anybody in the 60s or 70s that it's still working for mm, interesting so it, it kind of tapers off 801-901-8000 is the number to call and you're taking all the risk out of this for our listeners we are we know guys are hesitant and they're embarrassed if you are struggling with ed sick of the medication pick up the phone and call us right now we're going to do an analysis of you essentially a blood flow ultrasound the doctor will do an exam normally that's a few hundred dollars but call us now it's totally free and there's no obligation you can come in and say i i just want the info i'll call you in a year i, I want to do the treatments um it's not a sales pitch 801-901-8000 call find out if it's right for you 801-901-8000 thank you andrew thanks guys more big show next 97.5 and 1280 the zone this is DJ and PK. Time to bring in Riley Nelson, BYU football radio analyst. Do you think that the administration and even beyond that to the folks who run the school in Salt Lake need to make a greater commitment, whatever that entails, to BYU winning football games? And the short answer to your question is yes. As you look around the landscape of college football, if they want to be successful at the level that they've been successful in the past, it's going to require greater commitment because it is an utter arms race. Now, actually putting that forth, I don't know what that entails. And I also don't know what the likelihood of it is. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. How do I love you? Well, let me see. I love you like a lyric loves a melody, baby. 
Lee. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. I uh, want to remind you, remind you about our friends at Syringa. Verizon and XO customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. That number again, 385-420-8221, Syringa Networks. Uh, we're doing kind of a fun thing today. Your favorite memory at a specific venue. Uh, sorry, Utah State alumni Twitter account tweet out what were your favorite memories at the Spectrum. And we thought we'd uh, expand that to really any of the venues that are around here. What's your, uh, what's your most memorable moment? Uh, we've got a lot of, of good ones. Uh, Living in SLC tweets and says it's a local team, but an out-of-state venue. Driving down with my girlfriend in a snowstorm in the middle of the night to watch Utah put it on pit at <laughs> Sun Devil Stadium. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, Chris Barrett says, for me, I remember coming out of the old Rice Stadium and getting in the car to hear the news of Prince, uh, that Princess Diana had passed away. Wow. It was after the USU versus Utah game. And he adds, I remember being in the north end zone for the Fiesta Bowl win BCS Buster. So there's a couple of good ones. But isn't it, isn't it funny how you remember stuff like that, like yeah. the, where you were when yeah. Princess Diana died and oh, yeah. that just sticks out in your memory? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. I knew exactly where I was when the space shuttle blew up. I was walking out of the shower. Ugh. All right, let's get <laughs> well, to it. But, but I remember, I remember that exa- being in Somehow that. Somehow exa- you made that tragedy worse. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't even fit into our topic either. That has nothing to do with no, a venue but you or just sports. Said you remember where you are when you hear news. But isn't it interesting that it connected to sports? Yes. Was the point not I wanted to hear about you in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> that story's not it's about a, me. It's not a particularly funny memory, but uh, it was tragic, obviously. Uh, but uh, you know, I like the shower. The shower feels good. All right, let's uh, let's get to a, a quick open mic. Is it B Mac Austin? All right, here's what B Mac has to say. My most special memory was in 1979 at the Special Events Center, uh, then named at the University of Utah, and got to see Magic Johnson play against Larry Bird. And I just remember, as a 16 year old, it was just electric. Oh, that's, that's a, a great one. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's my a gosh. Really good how one. can you beat that one? I I don't know how many. I mean, there's probably a lot of people walking around going, yeah, I was at that game. But he really was. Uh, you you had uh, one teased for us last hour. Yeah. What, what I, one are we doing with I went, you? I came out. Uh, I was uh, living in Los Angeles at the time. And uh, I, I came up. I met my dad here in Utah. And uh, it, my dad wanted to go to a football game. So you know the one he picked? Well, the one that was happening we were, when we were just happened to be there, and it was the BYU-Miami game. That's a good one. Yeah. But I, I didn't—the game itself was uh, remarkable for BYU, but my, my, the, 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 the purity of the memory is uh, sitting next to my dad in the stands. And my dad's not here anymore. He— uh, he passed away in 2001, but I'm telling you right now, if you're if you have a dad or a mom that you have great uh, affection for, go to a game with them, and and you will remember that forever and ever. Jake, your dad, your dad's young still, but uh, go go to games with him if you ever can, because that is a really cool thing to do. And moms are big fans too, if if that applies. Oh, I've gone to many games with both my my mom and my dad. And isn't it? Uh, don't you have fond memories of that? 
I'll I'll give you mine from from here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, and I've I've got so many it, it's tough in the running. But it, because you're going with your dad, I'll I'll go with mine. I was sitting next to my dad uh, for Game Six of the of the NBA Finals when Jordan pushed off. Oh, cool! Sitting uh-huh. right next to my dad, and I know that's not a particularly positive memory for Jazz fans, <laughs> but but the fact that I got to be in the building. At an NBA Finals game, and then it, you know, watching the greatest player of all time in that particular moment. I mean, that absolutely is the most memorable. One, uh, one of the reasons that stands out to me so much, and the reason I say what I say there, and and I, I'm I'm likely to get a tad bit emotional about it, is that my dad was uh, a strict disciplinarian. He was about as responsible a man as I'd ever been around, and so me. As a young teenager, you can imagine that there might have been a few teaching moments along the way. And so there were times when my dad and I didn't see eye to eye on certain things. Never had anything major or anything like that. But sports connected us in a way that uh, I'm so thankful for. I'm so grateful that I had that. I watched the Ice Bowl in 1967 on television with my dad. And I'll never forget him sitting in his his uh, comfortable chair over there and me sitting in the chair next to him watching that game on TV. These are memories that uh, just have stayed with me even though my dad's been gone now for 18 years. So I just... I don't want to preach about it or anything, but if your folks or your loved ones are around, give them a hug and go to a game with them, and you won't regret building those memories. I It's very, very close to my heart. Gage, on that note, uh, tweets in. He says, taking my son to his first basketball game to watch Donovan go for 41 against the Pelicans <laughs> at Vivint Smart Home Arena. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Aaron tweets in, one of my favorite sports memories uh, was in 1992. I believe it was playing in the Round Ball Ruckus Championship game in the Delta Center. Getting to play on the court where my idols played is something I will always remember. The see, Round Ball Ruckus. See, isn't it amazing Like how many memories you just have surrounding these venues? And that's kind of the, the, the point of the conversation. But that's not even watching a jazz game. But... Get, being able to to play where his idols played, uh, that's a great one. Our boy Scotty's on the line. Let's get out to the uh, the zone phone. Scotty G joining us now. What's up, Scotty? So uh, I'm hearing this, and this is a fun topic because, and and I think we all get a little emotional uh, hearing Gordon telling stories about getting out of the shower. <laughs> uh, but no, <laughs> no, but but the whole but the whole dad thing is really like it hits kind of close to home because. You know, my dad fortunately is still is still with me, but I took him up when I called the Utah State Boise State game last year, and so he's sitting next to me uh, on media row, and you know he's technically my stats guy, but he's not. <laughs> he's there to you know just sit next to me, watch the game, and the game gets super intense. Like Utah State's down, they make a big run, and my dad's an Aggie. He grew up, you know, he's all Utah State, and so the game gets really tense late in the second half. And my dad cannot watch like tense movies or tense TV shows. He has to get up and like pace and walk around. Like he can't handle drama very well. So I'm in the middle of calling, you know, late in the second half and Utah state's down three. They're shooting big free throws down the stretch. And my dad can't handle it and starts standing up and wants to walk around right there on the, uh, you know, right there on the bench. And so I have to like, 
call the game and grab my dad's shoulder and like kind of bring him down like dad you have to sit down like you can't <laughs> pace around or we're all going to get thrown out of this game and so he was he's miserable because he doesn't want to watch a drama field game he's not miserable but but he's he's losing his mind i'm losing my mind afraid that i'm going to get kicked out of the game because i sneaked my dad into the game <laughs> to call a game and uh but yeah but you know what that's a memory i'm going to take to the grave i mean that's uh as as, as much fun as i've ever had being with my dad by the way, Scotty, Mr. Gerard is just, I mean, people don't come much better than that. Well, the only reason I called in is because I knew you'd appreciate that because you and my dad, like, not my dad doesn't hit it off with a lot of guys. He's old, gruff, kind of angry old Idaho farmer guy. But somehow, after meeting, spending 15 minutes, he's like Gordon's his new BFF all of a sudden. So I love the guy. I think I, I love I him. You would enjoy that. Oh man, he is he is terrific, Scotty. Uh, well, the acorn don't fall far from the tree, but uh, oh, I appreciate you got, that. You got yourself a good one there. You're well, that's a, anyway. I love a great memory. Yeah, I, I love the topic, guys. That was that was fun. I thought I'd just chime in. I appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate you, Scotty. Call in anytime. Yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> Have you ever met Mr. Gerard? I haven't. Well, no, no, no. Let me take that back. Just in passing once. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a treat. Yeah, I, I'm sure you'll probably see him sometime around here. Well, Scotty, he comes down to visit, obviously, the Gerards every now and again. But Scotty will bring him to a jazz game every now and again. So, Am I a sap about this stuff, or do no, you feel no, no, the no. same way? No, because it's, a, it's why, it's why the, all these memories just stand out. It's because it's... I, I, it's, it's You've all shared moments with your dad, just real quick, short one. Uh I've been thinking about all the sports things that me and my dad have done, and I love sports because my dad loved sports. That's what we did. It was in our generational transmission. But I remember from – there was a moment – he took us to the NBA Finals game here, the first one that was ever in this building. He took us to that. But what stands out more in my mind and means more to me is actually the Rocky Mountain Review where we didn't even watch the basketball game. We just goofed around with each other the whole time. That's cool. Just hang out and run around the place. And you remember? I don't. I was like five. I don't uh, think we talked well, about much. Well, your, there's your your best Bruin Arena memory right there. Yeah, it actually, was in this building. Oh, was yeah, it here? Yeah, yeah. They the did Delta the, Center. Yeah. They did the Rocky Mountain Review at the Delta Center back then. I think one year or two. Did yeah, they? I think so. Oh, okay. It was at East. It was at Slick. It was here. It was at Westminster. Yeah. Huh. I know I've hit. I love that, Scotty. I, I know I've hit this over and over again, and I don't want to burn it too much. But if you if you have a parent who, regardless of what your relationship is like with them, uh, buy a ticket to a jazz game and take them. You will not regret it. You will not regret it. It'll build a memory, and especially if you want it to be a memory, make it a memory. And uh, sports is just has that quality to it that is easy for people to get emotional and and maybe to strengthen some some ties. It's it's just a, it's a great way to uh, to draw close to those who uh, you want to be close to. Not sports poor coming up next. We'll continue on throughout the show. Uh, your best memory from a specific venue around here. We'll get to as many as we can. Uh, our favorite, uh, you're going to go see Guns N' Roses right here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, part of Win Ticket Wednesday. Not Sports Sports, straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. When I look at BYU football, they face this uphill battle. They face challenges a lot of programs don't. We go over all of that stuff all the time. Even if I grade all of that on a curve, they shouldn't be losing to USF. They shouldn't be outscored 25-7 to in the second half against Toledo. It can't happen. Like, they're not that bad. They're not in that bad of a position. So it is talent. It is coaching. It's all of it included. Everything matters. But yeah. BYU football should be and has to be better than this. They don't have time to be worried about injuries. No. They don't have time to be worried about honor code. They don't have time to be worried about uh, what they did or didn't do last week. They got to win this week against Boise State. They have to. Get it together. Figure it out. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Watching the news when this fella came on TV. He said, I'm telling you that science has proved that heartaches are healed by. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for the Not Sports Port, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Uh, Frank Dolce, when he joined us earlier, had some sort of uh, biplane fly over him <laughs> while he was uh, doing the interview, and uh, that uh, all of a sudden we were making Red Baron jokes, <laughs> and then we were talking about good old Baron von Richthofen, and we got an interesting text from our good friend Jake Hatch, of course, producer of DJ and PK, but, host uh, of the yeah. Saturday show every single Saturday here on the Zone Sports Network, big part of our, our college football and high school coverage as well. Uh, Jake Hatch sent us a very interesting, uh, interesting text. Jake, uh, explain your family connection to the uh, to the Red Baron. Okay, well, so I am the proud, I guess, grandson, great grandson of a German national by the name of Gustav Weller. I grew up in Germany and actually was part of the German Air Corps at that time in the early days of World War One. And he actually flew training missions with who became the Red Berries. You just mentioned him. I uh, flew training missions with him before my my great grandfather had an accident where his plane crashed. Suffered what we were diagnosed now as a severe concussion. Was honorably discharged from the German military at that point. But he has flown missions or training missions with the Red Baron. Wow! Wow! Wow, that is that's pretty cool. Uh, did uh, were there any detailed stories about the man? Because he had supposedly eighty kills, and he was a legend. I mean, some people look at the yeah. Red Baron as being the greatest ace of all time. Yeah, no, my my great grandfather. He kind of wrote his own little uh, autobiography, and we actually didn't know that tidbit until he wrote about that experience. Like he wrote a lot about when he was in the German Air Force, the accident he had, and whatnot. This is all before the Red Baron became the legend that he was. But the, what he, the remark I believe that he said about the Red Baron was he was about as kind of an individual as he had ever met. So he said it was very. Uh, like just very accommodating, very kind, and you never had a, you didn't have anything bad to say about him. Obviously, this is before the Red Baron went on, like you said, to become one of the greatest aces in military aviation history. But kind of a cool tip that I figured I'd pass along. Yeah, I like guys. it. I'm glad you yeah, did. Yeah, th- thanks, appreciate it, Jake. And uh, the Red Baron Richthofen is his name. He wrote an autobiographical sketch called Der Rote Kampfflieger. 
which means the red fighter pilot. Oh, thank he, you. For his, there you go. His plane was uh, bright red. Everybody knew when he was in the area. And uh, he apparently, I've been reading about this during uh, the breaks of the show since it came up. And he was killed by a single bullet that kind of a, just a crazy lucky or unlucky shot that uh, hit him in the heart. And he still was able to land his plane without crash. So he got on the ground before he died. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hatch, thank you so much. Keep up the good work, buddy. Thanks, boys. There you go. Jay Catch. Interesting family connection. How about that? All the stuff that comes up on the big show. You never and, know. And the, uh, and the song that uh, you sang along with when you were a kid. Oh, and I, I love sang that along song. with when I was a kid. It's so good. The Royal Guardsman. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. a Red Baron, man. Have there been movies about this guy, right? Oh, yeah. And pizzas. And pizzas, as Gordon discovered earlier today. All right. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Josh Parcell. Manfred von Richthofen. Is, uh, Josh Parcell will join us at 530, get a little national perspective on college football. But joining us now in studio, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And uh, you're helping our listeners get back to normal, feel a little younger. We are. We are treating a lot of guys these days. Um, erectile dysfunction, many that have had it for like years and years, 10 plus years. Uh, they typically have tried everything. Um I hate to say it, but sometimes guys come to us as a last resort. They try the pill first. They try the injections. uh, They try hormones or supplements, and it's kind of a fail, fail, fail. They come in. They finally get a solution that works. Um, The acoustic wave therapy clinically shown to increase blood flow, regrow blood vessels. Uh, So normal function in the bedroom, and the key is you don't have to take the pill anymore. It's spontaneity, um, natural function. And of all, we have a, a lot of different variety, obviously, of listeners of all ages and backgrounds and those sorts of things. Who makes a good candidate for this usually? The best candidate is somebody that still has some function left. That's the best. We, we work with a lot of guys that are zero. Um, but if you have some, we can very likely restore it quickly, two to three weeks, and, and very easily. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. And you guys are, are doing the, the assessment for free. We are. Pick up the phone and call us right now. We'll do an initial analysis, as an assessment like you said. We'll also do a blood flow ultrasound. This is with a medical doctor. There's no obligation to do the treatments, by the way. Come in, learn about them. Uh, call us right now. That process is totally free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Joining us from Las Vegas, the Mountain West Conference Preseason Player of the Year, Sam Merrill. My co-host here, Scotty, he owns a home in Bountiful. Is there some kind of status that comes with stop being it, stop it. from Bountiful or, or raised in Bountiful? <laughs> stop. I've only been there for three that's years. A, Bountiful is, yeah, it's a great place. I don't, I mean, Scotty's not the best guy in the world, but he's all right. <laughs> pretty good commentator, pretty good radio guy. So See, I, I would guess it's the land of mediocre people, I guess. Loose morals, but... Wow! <laughs> this got out of hand fast. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. 